With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the latest basketball edition. Hey, two weeks in a row. That's pretty good, right, Eli? That's That's got to be, is that a new streak? I don't know. We were trying. We're working on it. Yeah. Web website mwcconnection.com. That's all the fun stuff. Basketball, football, baseball, randomness. So we'll chat about. But we got hoops, and we're gonna talk a lot of Colorado State. We got some good news and some not so good news. Doesn't it seem like any time a team does something good this year, it's always followed up by something that's that makes it kind of eerie. Eh, sort of. It depends, but it it happens. What do you mean, like Nick Duncan flipping off everybody after yeah. a win? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, like, we hype up Nevada, and then they turn around and get crushed by Utah State, and the Nick Duncan thing, and San Jose State, just over and over and over again. Conference tournament's going to be crazy! Sure is. <laughs> and I wish I could be down there this year, but likely, unless I go, unless I go Saturday, because I could probably swing that, but... Semi, even if, like I went, I've been once. Semis and finals are great. I went to your Wyoming beat uh, San Diego State like fifty to forty or whatever, mm-hmm. fifty to forty eight, and that was a that was with uh, when Boise was at large there. And I think CSU was the other semi. So both of those games, it's a it's a pretty good tournament, especially this year with how the teams are. CSU in first place, Nevada, Boise, New Mexico beating Boise without Tim Williams. Jeez, I think what what could happen with that final is we have one of the. The three, I guess, expected teams, maybe Nevada or Boise or New Mexico down there in the in the final, and then just some completely random team we didn't expect to be there. I think that's that Jill, might what happened. Jalen Moore goes off for 35 a game against yeah. Utah State to the finals, yeah. <laughs> which it's, I wouldn't count that out as not happening. <laughs> no way, yeah. The only thing I would really count out is UNLV at this point, which is hosting it. And Air Force. True, yeah. <laughs> Those two, sorry, guys, but... uh <laughs> What we got from this past week, let's just let's just start with CSU. Let's start the bad news, I guess. So this is um people were upset. Stuff happens, and infor- well, not unfortunately, but it's been uncovered that Ucci has been. Uh, we all know we got was it Iowa State where he left before? Is that correct? Yes. Where he was, it was a caught drinking with whomever the uh, some frat or something or sorority. Not a good look. So he took a while to get back to where he should be or where he thought he should be. Gets to CSU, doing pretty good. And then it was the – I'm pulling up the article here. Apparently I used too many uh, clicks on the um, good old Firefox or Chrome, so I can't get back into it. But reports are that he's been during the 2013-2014 year basically um, being a jerk to everybody. Let's be, it's just a nice way to put it, being a jerk to everybody, assistant coaches, players, anybody. It's it's weird because there are always two sides to these stories. Like one one group will say, like oh, toughen up, it's it's basketball and you're being competitive. But the other side is kind of some of the things that are said shouldn't be said. So it's it's weird. I don't know if you think there will be any significant discipline because you could probably do this investigation to every school around the country and find at least something similar because that's just how competitive college sports are right now but it's, it's not a good look no it's not a good look like i 
I did play collegiate, just water polo, and now the big dark coach is really he's really intense, and we'd kind of laugh a little bit, like we'd put our mouth underwater, kind of chuckle when he started going off on us. He would he would swear a little bit, but it wasn't. I don't think it was over the top by any means. He would just kind of it would just come out of nowhere, which kind of made it funny. He's just chilling or doing this, then just start blowing up and freaking out. Like he wouldn't, wouldn't obviously wouldn't touch anybody, wouldn't hit anybody, wouldn't do anything like that. He'd kind of just yell and just go on a big old rant that you usually see, maybe a couple of swear words, but nobody really cared. But some of these are a bit much from what I'm reading here, assuming it's correct. And telling assistant coaches the same type of things, it's like, come on. And so, like the thing is, well, who was it? Joe Parker was he? He was a former AD. Is that? I think that or Jack Graham, excuse me, not Joe Parker. Jack Graham thinks he should be fired. He actually hired um, Eustace, and he's like, well, after all the investigations, he should be fired. But there's been, like you said, hearing former players who were there during the time came back. Some were saying it's a different atmosphere than it was a couple of years ago when they came back during this past summer. Yeah, and I don't think the the players that come back and, and say anything about Eustace in a, in a positive sense, they don't really have anything to lose. But if you have a player um, who played during that time in which Eustace is investigated and says negative things about this, about the school and about what he did, then I think that's definitely concerning. Because, I mean, you have a lot more to lose if you say something negative about someone that was your college coach. Yeah, and he, he apologized the other day, saying he's deeply disappointed, which – What's, what do you, what else is he going to say? Very personal level that someone chose to publicize confidential information for my personal life. That's kind of weird. It's like, well, it's not apologize. I read that part wrong, but like, if you're doing that because the Colorado and interviewed six people during an investigation, it doesn't say who or what capacity and eight players. So I'm assuming six people could be assistant coaches, trainers, managers on the team. And, there's a point. So there's a point. Yelling, motivation, even swearing. It's like, well, what? A, it's not that big a deal. But I don't know. Like, because if it's like every day all the time, that that's a big deal. But if it's every once in a while, I think we'd mostly agree it's that's not a huge deal. You know what I mean? Right. And to, and and like like what you said, there's a difference between being int- intense and then just crossing the line. I think swearing is just it's part of what coaching is because sometimes you need to rally the troops and be intense because if it's i'm not saying like you need to use bad language when you're motivating your guys but it just it doesn't come off the same way if you're not i don't know if you're not piecing the right words together but there's a difference between that and and using slurs and using words that you shouldn't or or calling players certain names that 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 doesn't really that doesn't really fly and also fear and intimidation that goes beyond just like yelling to get being upset or motivated for, mm-hmm. for toward players. So and so it it it's we he knows he's not perfect. He I guess I don't do he actually apologize or he's just mad people sent out the information. He he said that he was he was disappointed and that he's he's not perfect yeah. but okay. I, I don't I don't really understand the the whole personal life thing, because when he's the coach of a Division One basketball team, there's there really isn't anything that that can't get out. So that's he's on a public level whenever he's he's coaching, whether it be practice or games or whatnot. Like reading what it's in there, some of the quotes obviously said the language, but the they get back to me like the fear and intimidation. Like what do they do? Is he getting in your face? Is he throwing crap at you? Is he just throwing? Well, you know what I mean. Just doing like there's like I said, there's a difference between tense and 
doing it every day. And then like the former AD says he should be fired. I, I don't know. It's stuff happens like this, but part of it, CSU is prohibited for, by law from disclosing personal information and from commenting on, I don't know why this is considered confidential personal matters, particularly where employees have legal expectation of privacy. Do they? That, that doesn't make practice. much sense to me. Yeah, practice maybe, maybe. I guess, but I I don't remember the name now. But the former Rutgers head coach, you no, know, he got fired. Football because or of, basketball? It was it was basketball. I think it was Rutgers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the guy who lied about yeah the slur, slurs and stuff. Right? Yeah, like all of that, ago. and that was that was all during practice. They didn't have any film of games, but they and he was obviously physically abusing his players so that's different because that wasn't what was reported with you Stacey's case but yeah there's just a fine line between what's right and wrong and it makes it even more um the 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 potential of this becoming an issue is even more pronounced when it's at the college level as opposed to professional coaches yeah but here's the thing that makes the university i think look really bad here's part part of that statement the program review at issue took place several years ago. We stand by the manner in which we dealt with the allegations. So maybe some punishment's already taken place. I don't know. It's what it sounds like there. But then it goes on to say, for well, then and now, but then we stand behind our proud of the environment our athletic department and Coach Stacy have had since created, or Stacy, it's not worded properly. Or, somebody wrote, needs to rewrite this. The environment our athletic department and Coach Stacy have since created for student athletes, how do you defend that? You know what I mean? Since maybe since then, because like you said, players have come back and said it's a way different atmosphere during summer practices from guys who graduated, which could be different summer, not in season. But something's been done. Obviously, I guess there's been some sort of disciplinary action, but I don't see how you could stand behind him. I could maybe they should have used maybe he yes he's improved upon his demeanor since those since that year or so. But it seems like they're behind him the whole way here. Right, and and this occurred during his at least his first year, right? First or second year? Uh, twenty thirteen and fourteen. Okay, so yeah, his first first two years there, and I, it's it's good, I guess, that for his case that players are coming back and saying that the environment was different during the summer. But I mean, you're not winning and losing conference titles in in, in July and August, so it's it's a completely different environment. Yeah, that was J.J. Vila who was interviewed. And then also you had, uh, like you told us before, John Octus said they did not feel Eustachia Eustachia emotionally or verbally abuse them, which it could be different. And they they said playing for Eustachia is difficult and some players couldn't handle it. And one of the, I guess, Octus, like, it's weird. It says he didn't feel emotionally or verbally abused, but then you said, like, he went to, what, Purdue for his final year or so, Mm -hmm. right? So I get it's different for different people depending on coach reacts, but – Five, five former players and four others close to program told the Colorado and that he state that he emotionally abused him, which means it's day after day, not just every now and then. Yeah, and I think that every player can expect for their coach to to go off on them occasionally if they screw up. I mean, it's it's this is a big it's a big atmosphere in Division One college basketball, but it, I I don't know if. I don't know if this would warrant any discipline for Colorado State. Um, I just like I said before, because you could run an investigation like this in just about every school around the country. Like Frank Martin, who coaches South Carolina, is, mm-hmm. I would say, definitely one of the most intense coaches on any sport on any level that I've ever witnessed in my life. So I think if 
they ran an investigation there that would dig up similar similar findings. Or, so yeah, look back at Rick Rick Majerus, University of Utah. He mm-hmm. ran people off and was on it. Like if you see what Keith Van Horn always puts stuff on Twitter past year or so, but Majerus at University of Utah was a jerk. Like he was a a bad dude. The only reason, he, honestly, the only reason he kept running, he kept winning, going to Final Four, National Title Games, Sweet Sixteen every other year it seemed like, but he was just a really bad dude. You look into that, that's probably worse. But here's last been this, which makes me, which is not great. University, those five former players and four others close to the program declined to go publicly due to potential retaliation. Hmm. That's a pretty big deal. And then also, this is also I did not know this. Also, what, only one player. And Eustace's five years has completed all four years as a freshman. Wow. Senior, Joe uh, DeSimian, only player yeah, to sign as a freshman and graduate or finish out his eligibility. Wow. That, that's – I did not know that. That's significant. And that, during those five years, seven players have transferred, including five starters on the team. So, Wow. Hmm, that, that's, that's definitely a cause for concern because you don't – I mean, this, this era in college basketball is so um, – so abundant with with transfers now you see grad transfers and and all that but only one guy well, completing four years that's that's crazy yeah here's a record thing it was mike rice it was uh oh, video- that's right mm-hmm. it's part of the article this long and i thought like in 2013 video surfaced of him kicking hitting and using profanity and gay slurs against athletes and then there's no evidence you stay physically abuse players which okay good you're not hitting people i don't know but <laughs> But video, because the reason the privacy thing, because they're close practices, and there's video of the audio and video practices, and him throwing chairs, braiding players, and punting hoops or punting basketballs. Rams stopped recording in either 2012, 2013, so about the same time. But then Graham requested recording Siberian State of following what went on. And most teams use. Um, that for stuff. I guess it's the most audio because one former player said if we recorded audio, station would have been fired a long time ago. Well, I, I, I the two things that just come to mind for this is it, this doesn't, I don't understand why anyone would think this is a private environment. Like I said, even if their cameras are allowed because I mean, everyone has a camera these days, so you can, you can be able to dig stuff and, up this way. And it's a public university. Mm-hmm. So there's that. In the Colorado, I know it's long. We're discussing law. This this article is longer than I thought it was, or maybe they added to it. But the uh, newspaper there is requesting video, so we'll see if that surfaces. And then here's a big thing: on February twentieth, twenty fourteen, Eustace was no longer allowed to be alone with his team, and was required to have Graham or a member of his staff present at all practices, meetings, and games, including in the locker room, per a department letter to Eustace. So maybe that's part of the punishment, I guess. It's so it's just I, not a good look. Yeah, and I, I don't think I'm, you don't want to say that anyone's losing their job over any of this. But we've seen it. We've seen it recently. Coaches have have been fired for even even if their performances have been good. Uh, we saw it with the Indiana football coach. I'm not. I don't remember what the name is right now. But but yeah, he had the year. yeah he had the Hoosiers trending up. Yeah, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the Hoosiers trending up. They're playing good football and. The, the program was on the upswing, and he got fired only for uh, – the I guess the official wording was that he was fired for non-football reasons, so because of uh, pretty much abusing his players. So it's 
it's too bad that CSU is associated with this. We'll see what happens in any of the findings, but it's definitely not a good look. Here's a couple more things here. I want to go more. Craig Thompson apparently left a voice message <laughs> saying the conference oh has no lease left for Larry. In fact, he may not even have a caller anymore. And this was back in November 2013, just for part of the investigation. And then, um, so he's had six, okay, six anger management sessions. You Stacy has. So he's a, uh, um, what's his name from the office who had to go to what, eight weeks of. Oh, Andy, Andy Bernard. Yeah, he probably punched yes, a wall Andy. or something. Yeah, punched a wall, broke a hole in it. Yes. <laughs> um, and then also, it should, I don't think this, this should be a given. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but zero tolerance toward throwing, punching, or kicking objects and, and using direct profane, derogatory, and or demeaning language or gestures in the presence of or towards your players, staff, or anyone else while acting in the part of the employment. That like, that seems like a given. That's like green means you know, like go. Profane, so. like, yeah, like direct profane. It's not nice, but maybe not zero tolerance for that. But the other stuff, punching, throwing, kicking objects. Yeah, that should that should be, that's a that given. Should be standard. Yeah, when you sign the dotted line, that should be that should be right there. You don't need. Do you need to? Does he need to initial? I will not kick basketballs across the gym. Maybe, maybe so. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, that's uh, that's not good. It's it's yeah. He got a raise following that year as well, which is interesting. Hmm. $20,000 raise. Um, there's going to be a lot more to come out of this, I'm assuming, especially if the video comes out. Here's one last thing. Here's how he could, here's what he could be terminated for. Determination by the AD that Eustachia has engaged in dishonest, fraudulent, or unethical conduct that results in direct or indirectly in demonstrable harm to the interest of CSU, which unethical conduct, maybe, because of what he did. Um, also determining he has engaged in conduct serious prejudicial to the beat to the best interest of CSU program that cast the program or the university in an unreasonable negative public light, which obviously this does. So he could be fired. Yeah. For that. So it's, I, it's, it's just a, um, it's a, a mess. Yeah. It's accumulation of just bad events because I mean, just about a month ago you had to kick three players off for the rest of the season for academics. So it's it's just a stream of, of bad news for the Rams. So if he, he better hope there isn't any video that comes out of, of him doing something that he shouldn't have done, or I think he's... There he will be, because out. Colorado had requested it, and they're going to get it. They're going to get something, I guarantee it. Within 30 days or so, there will be something. And it doesn't help what he did at Iowa State, paying players to make free throws, drinking at parties and stuff, and so... We'll see. Now, now let's get to the good part, I guess. They're playing well, and he he is a good coach. But again, it's like you gotta know your know your boundaries. You know what I mean? You gotta right. know your lane. And they have been. They are sole possession of first place. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Four and eighteen. What an eighteen to nine in the league play. They have, like I said, they have a, a track player and seven scholarship players. And even though the other three guys played, what a combined. 15 minutes a game. That's a big deal when it comes to tournament time or foul trouble when he shorted up the bench. And they've won four in a row, seven of eight, and lost to Boise by three at home. They're just playing good basketball. And um, they're, they're just making the most of the rotation they have right now. They have a, a good trio with Amogbo and Clavel and Nixon. And, and Paige's been playing pretty well, too. Um, so... In, in the NCAA tournament, you see a lot of teams just use seven- and eight-man rotations just trying to get their best talent out there, and that's essentially what CSU has been doing the last month without the three players they had to 
to suspend for the rest of the year. So I I don't know. We we mentioned this last time. Can they sustain it? I think they have a probably finish what two and two the rest of the regular season. They have yeah they have at New Mexico, mm-hmm. which I don't know. They beat Boise without Tim Williams, so that's a toss up. I'd say. Mm-hmm. San Diego State looks to be a little bit better. They host Wyoming and should win at Nevada. So, yeah, I think you're right. Two and two is reasonable. They could anywhere from two and two and four. No, I think it's a possibility. I think probably, so. I will, I, they'll probably lose. I think they'll probably lose at Nevada. Just be, I think. But that's like the only game where I'm like, oh, they're going to probably, if I'm going to say a loss, that's like for sure. So, but yeah, they could get to 14 wins in league play. They're at 10 wins for the first time ever, or the third time ever, excuse me, in, Le- in League Mountain must play. And they're they're just doing it. Like, they beat Wyoming. They smoked Fresno. They're they're winning road and home games, which is a big deal. They beat, they already beat San Diego State on the road a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know how I feel about at New Mexico or at Nevada, so I think they'll probably finish the season 2-2. Two and two. But it's it's pretty incredible what they've done with just seven guys and like you said they just pulled a dude off the off the track team so that's 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 pretty remarkable and they're with with, if they go two and two they're probably going to be a top four seed depending what depending what the aztec game could be the tiebreaker because they're seven and six and ten and four or aztecs are seven and six and they already rams already beat them once so they could get the tiebreaker for the four seed so i they'll be a top four seed most likely probably they could go two and two and still win the conference. I think it's possible. Uh, it's it's just big f- to CSU to finish in the top five because the top five teams in the conference get a get a buy. You have six versus eleven and and so on for the for the quarterfinals. So they're given just about looks like about a hundred percent chance of of reaching the quarterfinals, getting that first round by according to team rankings. So. So that's big. That's one less game that you have the chance of losing. And if we've learned anything so far this season, it's that no no game is a gimme. No kidding. And then if they do win the conference um, regular season, we're trying to figure this out before the show. They have not won an outright regular season conference title since 1988-89 season. They won back-to-back um, 89-90. In, or excuse me, 80, sorry, let me rephrase that. This is backwards. They won 88-89 and 89-90. So it's been 20 what's that 26 years since they won a regular season conference title. It's crazy. This it, it's amazing that this could be the year, the year that they have to kick off a third of their team. So yeah. it, it's it's really bizarre. And they was 03 the last time they won a conference tournament and they lost to Duke and the NCAAs. so it it's why they're just watch what goes on. They're winning. They're Here's the thing. We've like you said earlier, teams do well that something weird happens. Like losing at New Mexico would sort of be weird for them because without Tim Williams. But I'm assuming they're probably going to finish top two in the conference. I think that's well, top three. I think they could, that could be done. The Nevada game may determine two or three, which doesn't really matter for seeding because you play each other eventually if that's the case. But yeah, I agree. I think that it's probably two and two down the stretch. I think Nevada and Boise, either of those two, will probably end up winning the regular season tournament, but. And, and regular season tourney's nice. They're racking up the regular season title, but it's, it's a one-bid league, as we definitely know by now. So um, whoever wins the three or four games in the conference tournament will be headed to the field of 68, so that's that'll be exciting. That's correct. And then, like, a cut, there's nothing huge this past week. The Rams won, beat Wyoming. The big win was uh, New Mexico beating Boise, who now 
those teams had the exact same number of wins at 16. And this is without Tim Williams. So Nick Duncan, our man, zero points in that game. What the heck happened? Four fouls. He's, he's played 33, minute, 33 minutes and didn't score points. That's the issue. He's, he's been struggling. I don't know what it is. He, he had an interview, I think, with Michael Katz from the Idaho Statesman. And it's just talking about the, I guess, the mental aspect of, of just being a three-point shooter because it's it's tough. And I know that, like, I never played basketball at a high level, but once you start missing some shots, it, it completely wrecks with your confidence because then you don't want to shoot shots that you previously would have took. It just ruins your rhythm. And he's he's been struggling a ton the last month or so with, with three-point shooting. I think he had a stretch where he was under 20% in maybe a handful of seven or eight games from deep. When and He's a, he's a three-point yeah, shooter, he, so that's, that's tough. Here's what he's done the past couple of games. Like, since – basically since the new year, like, two of eight, okay, went 4-7 versus uh, San Diego State where they won. But since then, two of 11, two of nine, 0 of three, two of nine, one of five, one of three, one of eight, three of seven, not bad, 0 and three. So he's been very poor. Very poor. So it's just, I know you got to keep shooting, but he needs to do other things to re. He needs he can rebound better. I know he's a decent passer. He needs to pass a bit better. He did have three assists, but if he's not scoring, he needs to get close to ten rebounds and maybe close to ten assists a game. You got to do something else to help out and not get four fouls. Right, and it's it's strange looking at his career statistics. I I haven't seen anything like this before. His his freshman year. And I know he he played just 17 minutes a game, and now he's been over 30 just about every game since. But he shot 41% from deep his freshman year. That dipped to 38.4% his sophomore year. Last year was 35%, and this year it's just 31%. So he's he shot 30%, 30 percentage points worse each year since he's gotten at Boise State. So that's a very confusing trend. Yeah, it- it sure is. The other games, well, we'll see how he goes. He'll get hot, hopefully, eventually to make better teams are good. So we'll see if it's tournament time or something gets going. Other games, nothing big. Uh, Fresno Smoke, San Jose at home, but not a big deal. Oh, do we need to discuss, um, have you seen the giveaway for the uh, Fresno game this weekend? Don't they have a taco giveaway? Oh, it's more than just tacos. They're giving away, like, an Apple Watch. Um, crap, let me look at brand new guy, Matt, and Jeff Grammer tweeted about it, but it's I know it's tacos, which is a big deal, because who doesn't like a taco? Exactly, yeah. Um, let's see here. <laughs> They're giving away, I think, like an Apple Watch. They're giving away – It's like they always have like one of these huge – every year, like for one time, they have like a huge giveaway for something. Crap, I wish I could find it here. Shoot. Hmm. But I know tacos um, – crap, where is that here? Apple Watch. Um, no, no, no. Let's see. I know this is lovely podcasting. Me looking something up on the fly. I forgot about it. Um, let me just go to the website, but we'll look it up in a second here. I'll, we'll go, we'll come back to this. I'll find it later. But so this weekend, anything interesting you want to see this weekend happen in the games that'll maybe change something? Um, I, I think New Mexico at Fresno state could be an interesting game. Those Ooh, two. Fresno. That's why that's the uh, yeah. big giveaway. <laughs> yeah. So, so it'll be more than just basketball on that one. So, um, that's interesting. Uh, UNLV at San Diego state that I assume is going to be a blowout, but the, the two New Mexico games, Saturday, of course, at, at Fresno, and then home home against Colorado State on Tuesday on CBS Sports Network. That could be an interesting game. But I'm just I'm curious to see what CSU does the remainder of the year because 
I mean, like we mentioned before, small rotation. They've been playing really good basketball. They have some outside distractions, so that's it. It'll it'll be interesting. Well, and they're off this weekend as well. They don't play, so that could be something. Oh yeah, oh, right. yeah. this is their this is their bye. Yeah. All right, I found the giveaway. You ready? I'm ready. During the game versus New Mexico, one Fresno student will win a $2,500 scholarship. Another student will win a free Apple Watch, and the first 1,500 students will receive tacos in one of the nation's largest taco giveaways ever. Um, a thousand students will also receive a free Pepsi voucher. How many tacos so are they free- giving away? 1,500. Dang. Students, not um, just tickets, students. So they want the red wave there to do all that stuff. So, um, Also other giveaways throughout the game. So they do stuff like this all the time. That's a pretty big deal. Like scholarship, pay, it probably pays for a semester, I'm assuming. Maybe yeah, a little That'll help, more. yeah. Apple Watch, a couple hundred bucks, free tacos. So Matt needs to be at this game to get his taco fix. So we need to get him to the game, make sure he goes there. <laughs> and it's it's of course it's the 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 arena not named Wise Pies or Taco Bell Arena that's doing the massive food giveaway. I don't know what the deal with Kmart. that is. It's Kmart. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a local kind of like a Kmart or Target type thing, I believe. Or maybe but are, are they Safe Mart tacos or is this some other? It doesn't say. No, no, no. It's not a it's not a strike. I assume it's probably. Taco Bell or something local like that. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it, hey, it's still a taco. That's right. Gotta love taco night. So we'll see because, again, there's no timetable for Tim Williams' return. And Fresno, aren't they uh, lost, what, one game at home, I believe? Is that correct? I think so. They had just that massive streak of of winning at home and losing on the road. It looks like they've lost just San one D- game at home. San Diego State. So that'll be one to watch. If you can tune into that, check that out because – like we said, there's a. So I don't think they'll show the giveaway on TV or streaming, but <laughs> <laughs> get to the game. But it's 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 going to be a good one to watch because Fresno they're in the mix. They're sitting at the uh, they're seventy seven. So if they get to maybe ten wins, they could see or yeah, ten or eleven wins, they could sneak into like that top half of the bracket. Yeah, that's, that's that important. important fifth spot. Mm-hmm. So um, any let's see, I had to re go back to my schedule here after I pulled up the. Uh, that's a pretty good giveaway, man. If we need to, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Other games, Utah State, Nevada could be interesting, but maybe I don't know. Utah State's weird. They're eleven and fourteen, but Jalen Moore is pretty good. Who knows with Nevada? I mean, the last time they played, Utah State absolutely blew them out. So yeah, that, I don't was, think it happens uh, again. Seventy-four fifty-seven at the Spectrum. Now they should win. Nevada should win, but Utah State—they're just a team that if they're motivated and confident they could beat decent about teams because they yeah it's oh, I'm looking at the wrong schedule here but they we'll see that's something to tune into other games it's uh well I mean Boise I guess what Nick Duncan watch maybe I don't know is that maybe, our recommendation there should, be, there should be a ton of threes in that game so that, that, that could be good, good oh and another Sunday game I forgot about this UNLV at San Diego State um Aztecs by 25 well, I mean, they have to hit sixty first. So this game would have been great if, if it was if it was two or three years ago. But now it's now who so knows? So you said forty to eighteen final score. Yeah, that'll work. Just like a just your typical football score. Yeah, that'll be good. There's there's no reason. Like it's on CBS again. It's an afternoon game. I guess if you're bored. But well, I, I don't. Here's the thing: you'll be treated to decent defense and terrible offense. It is what it is, but I mean Hems- Hemsley and Kell have been been shooting the ball really well, and I think the 
bringing Pope back has been very beneficial to the Aztecs. So, and they've uh, won four or five, so they've been getting a little better. That yeah, San Jose like loss basketball. is weird, but mm-hmm. they should win that. So let's get to the bracket stuff. So we do um, bracket matrix is um, confused with the Mountain West. It's very very confused. We got four different teams in in the matrix right now. The current team is Boise State, who's in only fifty eight of the brackets out of uh, what's there now one eleven one twelve yeah. Who did you have in your bracket this week? Did you pick the? Do you want to limit to the Rams? So I'm I'm always going with the the team that leads in the standings. The last bracket I had Boise State in as a thirteen, but I think the the biggest takeaway from the recent slate of brackets is Lenardi. Uh, pointing to CSU as a 15 seed, so that's 15 seed. 15, oh, yeah, taking on Louisville, so that's 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 a tough matchup. The Rams are in only six brackets. They have a 14, they have 11. I don't think you Stacey's is or not Stacey, but uh, Lenardi's is in here. Do they see is his bracket included in this or not? This it it wasn't. This was updated last night, and he he posted oh, okay. a new bracket today. Yeah. And this was done probably before then. So regardless, would it make a difference? But yeah, Boise and Nevada is in what? Let's see, forty-seven as like a twelve seed. So I think it's safe to say it's going to be a twelve seed if it's Nevada or Boise. Anybody else will be fourteen or lower, thirteen uh, to fifteen. I think, I think Nevada's oh, probably at twelve if they get in. Boise is probably thirteen. San Diego State probably fourteen or fifteen. Colorado State's fifteen. So. This is nuts. Boise State is the. I'm looking through all the brackets. They are the second lowest team, or no, excuse me, third. Wait, that's 55. There's only two teams that have fewer um, entries. You have Marquette with 55 mm-hmm. brackets, and then you have uh, out in the Bakersfield in the WAC, 56. And Bakersfield just passed Mexico State, so it, it's yeah. it's wide open. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's – oh, man, it's – tournament will be – like I said, if you can watch the tournament, watch it because it may not be the best basketball, but it'll be intriguing basketball. Is that a, is that a good enough sell? I think so, yeah, because you never <laughs> really know what to expect. I mean, if we get one of those 25-point comebacks from Nevada again or just some sort of maybe coaches yelling at each other, it, it'll be exciting either way. It'll be fun. All right, let's go to the other tournament, the NIT. Unfortunately, that's our main interest at the moment, I guess. So if <laughs> you're not, I, yeah, the reality, yeah, poor reality. <laughs> so NYCBuckets.com, they do this. We posted an article based off their stuff. They cover obviously the Ivy League Patriots. So like you got, who do they cover? Probably Fordham, uh, Manhattan, Iona, Siena, Stony Brook, those type of schools. The Queens, Queens College, um, those those uh, smaller schools, Robert Morris, Sacred Heart. So. But they also have a NIT bracket. They'll do a CIT or CBI later. This is from last week, so it could change. Obviously, it will change. I assume they're going to do it weekly. So look for that on the 20th, which will be, what, next Monday? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Monday. So here's what they, they had last week. They had San Diego State as a bubble. Well, before we get to it, let us let me make sure people are aware. In NIT, if they made a new rule, if you win your conference regular season but lose a tournament, you get in no matter what. And so that could push some teams like San Diego State who might be deserving out just because, like, say one league has, like, a 25-8 and eight team, 25 and eight team, but they lose their conference title, and the winner's, like, 16-16 and 16 or something. Obviously, a 16-16 team wouldn't go to the NIT, but they, you know, they swap spots. So 
that's the reason like why are all these teams you never heard of get in that's why so do you think so let me ask you this so San Diego State's an eight seed at the moment do you think in the past week have they improved off of that or de- or decreased from that you think I think if anything they improved uh, they've been playing better basketball lately um I I don't know if they'll have enough in the tank to reach the NIT but because they, they definitely won't win the conference tournament but as we saw last year I don't have the I don't have the specific number but I I think there was a a new record for number of teams that won the regular season title and 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 failed to oh, win their yeah. conference title. It was it was just absurd last year. So that takes up a lot of NIT spots. Yeah, that's what I say. I forget they had it here somewhere. I think it was like ten teams or something. But so they moved up a little bit. Then you have this is then they have a uh, Boise versus BYU. I think Boise's dropped because that lost to a uh, Mexico, and so they wouldn't be hosted. And then. This I don't know if this guy's not paying attention or doesn't care or just dud doing it. A rematch, <laughs> New Mexico versus um, oh I did that wrong. Oh my gosh. Ah! What's that? <laughs> Nobody pointed this out. I looked at the bracket wrong. I thought they had New Mexico versus Illinois State rematch. It's New Mexico mm-hmm. versus Utah. Whoops. Mm-hmm. That happens, right? That, that would That's be a okay. good game. That happens. <laughs> I was getting all pissed. Like, why is there a rematch between these two teams? <laughs> But New Mexico, Utah, Utah's not very good this year either, so. Could be an intriguing game, though. It could be. And then CSU is on the outside. They're probably in for the next bracket, I'm assuming. So I'm betting three teams will get in. Is that Assuming the NIT bracket's not crazy like last year. Yeah, I, I think that some of the teams that are winning their their conference right now probably won't take their conference tournament. There's some of the some of the lower seeded teams you see in the bracket matrix. There's just a lot of conferences that are wide open at this point. So it might eat up maybe one one potential Mountain West team heading to the NIT. But I think I think maybe two or three teams is fair. Just just take whatever whatever team you want out of the top four, top five in the conference right now to go to the NCAA tournament, and maybe pick another two or three to go to the NIT. True. And here's here's what he went back into a little history. There have been 61, since the automatic, automatic bid has been impl- implemented the past five years, 61 auto bids, so about five per year. Ivy League going to the four-team tournament could change that as well. And then, um, let's see here. The, you know, it was 15 auto bids last year. So that's obviously not the norm. So if there's 15 auto bids, that could cut into Mountain West getting a bid or not getting a bid, or an extra one. Wow, fifteen. That's that's half the wow. field almost. Mm-hmm. That is half the field. Thirty-two. So Jeez. watch out for that. So that's go check out nycbuckets.com. They'll have it updated. We'll update it as well. And my error is egregious. I apologize. Nobody pointed it out, so I guess nobody read it. So that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> Bad thing. I, I the way it's set up. I'm like, oh, you got Illinois State, New Mexico, and I didn't see Texas A&M at the bottom. But yeah, anything else we need to add? Um, we talked about some games next week. Um. I guess do we need to dive all the way into next week as well, even farther, or just uh, wait and see mode? I guess. Are there are there any other decent games that we have next week? Let's find out. Let me pull up the schedule again. <laughs> I oh, keep closing. I guess schedule. not until Saturday. Not not until next Saturday. What's there next? One weekday game this week. Let's find out real quick. I only one, only one weekday game on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, just Colorado State at New Mexico is the only game during the week. No, well, there's Wednesday games. Is there? So Wednesday, uh, Boise at Nevada could be interesting. 
And then Fresno at San Diego State, maybe. I, That's I don't weird. know One what game. this is. This is weird. What, don't tell, tell me the website you're using so I won't use it in the future. <laughs> I'm on ESPN, of course. Uh, well, so am I, but it's working for me. So, um, CAC to Mexico, like, that could be interesting with Tim Williams out, but road game. But the only other game, I guess, Boise, Nevada, really. Yeah, so, that would be good. It has definitely has standing implications. First place on the line, possibly, or second place. It's, it's it's still weird to think that CSU is in first place. That's, <laughs> that's just <laughs> I'm not used to it yet. Well, they haven't won a t- conference title in 27 years. I guess it's different for them too. So, all right, that's what we got for tonight, or whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, I should say, not necessarily tonight, but whenever you're listening. I guess thanks for tuning in. We've done uh, not bad, 40 minutes plus or so. So um, keep on checking Eli on Twitter. Um, tell us your Twitter handle again so people can find out your basketball stuff. B-O-E-T-T-G-E-R underscore E-L-I. Yes, he's the one who tweeted out the Nick Duncan um, Valentine. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I could make some use of that. That picture is just too good. It was perfect. So yeah, check that out. Um, MWC connect or yeah, MWC connection to our Twitter handle, mwcconnection.com or Mountain West. What's our website? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still recovering from surgery. Mountain um, <laughs> That's I don't know what I'm going with. That, that's our website. I, I, I you think I would know it after all these years doing this, but I probably need to go rest a bit more. But uh, thanks for listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll see it. We'll we'll be back next week to see who's in first place. Guys, spin the wheel, and it could be that team.